Hello again, and welcome to another episode of Animation Fascination. I'm Mark Hibbert, and this is actually part two of a two-part episode. You can go back and listen to episode 51, where Stanford and I talked about his experiences at D23. This part of the episode is going to be me talking to Jenny and Courtney of Media Fondue about their experiences at the D23 Expo of 2013. So, without further ado, uh, here is part two of the episode. Enjoy, guys. So that's what Stanford did at the D23 Expo this year, and now I have on the show with me Courtney Williams, and I'm, I might screw up your last name, Jenny <laughs> Piera. Did I say it? Pretty close. Right. Close enough. We'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> you can, how, you can, do you, how do you say it, Jenny? Why don't you say it? It's Pereira. Right. Yeah, because I, I get Vibert all the time, so. <laughs> Vibert? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Vibrant. That's what it'll be. Uh, a college professor called me uh, Mark Filbert once. I don't know how. What? I don't know where that came from, but I don't know Phil. how they got an F and a L slipped into my last name. But <laughs> I was like, See? no, I'm not a turtle from Rocco's Modern Life. <laughs> See, and I'm going to be spoiled someday because my last name has been so easy. Someday, when it has to change, I'm going to get some horrible last name that no one can say. I feel like oh, it's coming. It's going to be it's 14 like, letters, all karma. vowels. It's karma. I know. You guys have your your own podcast. If you guys want to talk about that really quick to let everybody know about it, so you can check it out after they're done listening to this podcast. We do. Um, it's called Media Fondue. Um, and it's basically, it started as just an excuse for us to talk to each other. <laughs> basically, the as, whole thing as, is just an hour of us talking. It's just a reason for us to talk. And since we love just popular culture and TV and movies and just everything, internet and everything that's going on, we decided to just record it and make it a podcast. So that's basically what it is. We're yeah. pretty new. We've only done it. How long have we done it, Jenny? Um, actually, it'll be a year and a few weeks. Oh, that's right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be it'll be about a year. I think we've done about forty ish episodes, forty five. Yeah, and we've had a little bit of a hiatus recently, but we'll we'll be coming back. <laughs> yeah. So if you enjoy the movies and the TV, you will enjoy the us. The us, yeah. We might do a couple a couple specific ones this year with some new shows. We might try to do specific podcasts on certain shows if. You know, we're gonna, we might attempt it. I think we're going to attempt it, but we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Focused yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, but yeah. So you guys went to D23 as well a few weeks ago. Yes. So, uh, I asked, I just asked Stanford, uh, like what his, what was the coolest thing he saw there? So what do you guys think individually for both of you? What was the well, coolest it was, thing he saw there? It was both of our first Disney Yes. we've never i've never been to one previously so it's i sure. don't know what what the, i mean besides the internet i don't know what they've had in the past but seeing it with your own little two eyes was very fun um oh what it was our favorite thing is that what you're asking favorite yeah. thing just one uh, thing 
My favorite thing had to be the Alan Menken Richard Sherman concert. It was so it good. It had to be. That was that was. I was looking forward to that for months. Was, as soon as I found out about it, I was like, I am there. I don't care what time I need to get in line. Everything else takes a back seat. Yep. I will be in that room. I don't want to be in the spillover room where they're going to show it with an additional 2,000 people or something. Could watch it on a screen. I'm like, no, no, no. I will be in that room for that concert. So that was, was really fun. I enjoyed that watching the little 15-second segments of that on Instagram. Oh yeah, the whole I actually rewatched um, at I least. I think it's Alan on Menken's, YouTube. Right. Yeah, the whole yeah. thing is there. You can you can find it. I rewatched Alan Menken's portion of it uh, last night actually, and and then the very end where they sang a song, sang the song together, and I was like, yeah, I got a little of a clumped again. I was like, oh, tears, ah, yeah. tears. <laughs> Is, streaming is, down my face. Is the one that's on YouTube? Is that like an official one too? Because it doesn't seem um, like it was the one that someone recorded on their phone. I don't know if there isn't like an official Disney one, but the, the ones on there are pretty good. This obviously the sound quality, because you're, you know, right. it's not picking up their mics. Is I mean, it's fine. It's it's all you need without being there. I mean, you know, to watch it and enjoy it. It's definitely it's definitely fine. But I was just so great, and they they went so long. I mean. Alan Macon went an hour and a half. Yeah. And then yeah. Richard, Richard went an hour. It was like, whoa. But it was it was great. It. I loved it. Yeah. It was really, really great. And as someone that, I mean, like Disney musicals, like, oh, I just love all Disney music. So that was, I was like, I had to like do that thing where you just take a mental picture. Like, I'm actually sitting here. Mm-hmm. And this man is singing this song in front of me. He wrote this song. He won an Oscar for this song. What is happening right now? <laughs> kind of. You kind of just have to take a, a, a mental breath of be like, I am sitting here. This is happening right now in front of me. I need to remember this forever because, you know, and it just as you know, and Richard's singing like Tiki Room and his Mary Poppins songs. And I mean, at the end, they, they closed it out with Small World, which to me, oh. like my first job oh, yes. at Disney was my first job at Disney was working at It's a Small World. So I was just like, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. Tears. Yeah. Tears. It was, it was explosion really of tears. Really good. I'm sure that that song was stuck in your your head after. Oh, I, well, actually, it doesn't stick in my head the way it does others because I had to live with it for so long. But I did like his um his response to it. He's like, okay, I'm gonna sing a song, and people have either threatened to kill me or want to kiss me for it. So he <laughs> <laughs> was funny. And there's there's, funny. there's a new gonna be like a new webisode series based on or kind of on It's a Small World. Is there? Yeah, I, I saw that somewhere from the news that leaked out from D23. I didn't hear about that. And I guess he was kind of rewriting the song a little bit for like the, the theme song to it. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I'll have to look into that more. But, but. but yeah, I really liked that he had um, BJ Novak and Jason Schwartzman come out. It actually happened twice. It happened once during their concert, and it happened once during the live action um, panel. Oh, nice. um, that they sang one song with him because they, rep- you know, they represent them in the Saving Mr. Banks movie. So that was kind of neat that they came out and, and did that twice. It was did, he, fun. did he introduce them as, as himself and his brother? Uh, I don't remember how he did it. Actually, I haven't I haven't rewatched it. Oh, uh, that would be a good interview question to ask. Yeah. Ask him be like, was it weird to see Jason Schwartzman and B.J. Novak play you and your brother? Yeah. You? How's yeah, I think they talked about it a little bit at the live action panel. I don't know, Jenny, do you remember? They did, and um, oh, um, Schwartzman 
was just talking about how amazing he was and you know inviting him into his home and having mm -hmm. dinner with him and mm -hmm. just he was just a great guy like your best friend yeah because short one's playing playing richard and then Vijay yeah. Rebecca is robert right yes yeah right. mm-hmm um, but I, it was it was so painful, and Jenny and I talked about this because during the um, at least the and I know the animation and the live action, I think those are the only two. Um, you were forbidden from having your cameras or cell phones out. You had to actually seal them, you know, in little pouches, and they you know they had to be off. And they were pretty you know very strict about it, as opposed to Comic Con, where it's just like just don't film the footage. That's it. <laughs> Everything we else trust is, you. is you're adults. Trust you, you're adults. Just don't film the footage. Whereas at Disney, it was. No, no, no! You're gonna seal this in this bag, and you're not. You're not, and you're not to gonna touch it. And you're not gonna touch it. And the thing was, I mean, I can see that for the footage, and I'm, I'm all for that. I wouldn't, I would never even think about doing that. Some people still did it, and it happened. But, um, but there was a moment when, you know, at the end of the of the live action panel, again, they came out with Richard, and they sang, "Let's, um, uh, uh let's go fly a kite." They sang together. And I was, I was just sitting there. I was like, oh, my God, I want my phone. Why can't I take a photo of this? This is killing me. And then not only that, they had people ran out kind of from not probably not Broadway, but possibly the Broadway show. They ran out like in costume with giant kites. and They were flying them all around the oh, all yes. around the room. And so I was beautiful. dying that I could not take a photo of this to remember this moment. I was like, you're killing me, Disney. I didn't and even I see photos up. from that on their uh, like on their official Flickr page. No. Nope. And I looked, and I looked on because they have them singing that song. You can actually see that online because it's been it was filmed and it's been posted online. But you do not see any of those people with the kites. You don't see any of that in the video. It's just the stage. And I'm like, why don't? Why isn't that shown? It was the most amazing thing. So it kind of I was really sad that that Disney decided to do that. I mean, I can you know I can see for the footage reasons, but for the actual actors and. Right. Anything that's like a live thing, I think should be fair game. In my opinion, based on based on how Comic Con is done, yes. just I wish I wish they'd be a little more lenient to that. Yeah. <laughs> For that reason, because even sitting in there, you get in there maybe 30, 30 to forty five minutes before it starts, you have no access to your phone whatsoever. So we're all at this day and age, it's like you know, with a lot of us, not having your phone is like somebody chopping off your third arm. So the fact that we're all sitting there meeting people that we've always wanted to meet that are kind of sitting with us that you've met, you know, been talking to on the internet or whatever, we can't take pictures of each other together sitting there. We can't do anything. It yeah, they great. really didn't do that right. They yeah. they did not do that right. They had plenty. You guys were right. They had plenty of time to do it right before you walked in the room, not while sure. you were waiting for two hours. Yeah. yeah, for sure. They did. They really did. And, you know, it, it hey, it you know, you're showing footage. It's going to happen. And it still happened. Guardians of the Galaxy got out. From that, yeah. from oh, I was so pissed about that. Not from Comic Con, it got out from D twenty three. So yeah. I saw that the little bit of Captain yeah. America it got out too. Oh, it did yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, like the elevator scene. Oh, the elevator scene did. Interesting. Well, it's funny because I was really, really, really pissed off about it. But then I think it was you, Mark, who sent me the link, and I'm like, oh. And then I just sent it to everybody I knew. <laughs> <laughs> so I was really pissed about it, but then really excited I got to share it. Yeah. I, I was I, mean, I was happy to see it, but I didn't need to see it before like a like an actual trailer was out. I was gonna see I'm gonna see the movie anyways. Yeah, right. exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's great. I mean, I love that they do it. They'll continue to do it. They know what's gonna happen. It's it comes with the territory, but they but they police it as much as they can. And if they catch it, they take it down. That's just that's just yeah. the way of the world nowadays. It's, yeah. you and they to... were policing with some pretty big giant security dudes. 
Oh, at this at D23? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. You didn't realize? I was, Although, I was like, I was afraid for my life. I was like, if I get up to go to the bathroom, is he going to push me down? <laughs> Although they did say there were people in the rafters, which I would, I would agree. I would assume there were. Are they like, dressed looking, as gargoyles? I don't know. I don't know. Probably were. That would have been awesome. And were they gargoyles from Hunchback of Notre Dame or gargoyles from the TV show Gargoyles? TV show Gargoyles. <laughs> Either one, I would have taken. Because one's more intimidating than the, than the other true. one. Very true. true. Very true. It's true. One just has birds attack you, yeah. and the others actually hurt you. <laughs> yeah, I'd be more scared of Goliath than I would be of, yes. of Hugo or, yes. or or Victor from. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Or what's her name? Laverne, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Actually, maybe I'd be scared of more more scared of Laverne than I would be of, She's of got Goliath. The birds. She's got the birds. Or Lexington. Maybe Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you're going into depth on this. It's not just you know we didn't stop there. We just kept <laughs> we just kept going. Well, if it was daytime, they would all be they, yeah. they would all be stoned. It was day. See, it only would have been during the Richard Sherman Alan Macon concert, and you could have your cameras out for that. So yeah. That was good. They wanted they wanted to enjoy the concert. They would have been. They, they, sh- they should have all the guards dressed up as like different guards from different Disney movies. So you could have. <laughs> like, oh my god. Like the the dude from like Aladdin, like. Oh like yeah. Have him dressed up like that, and then. <laughs> oh wait, what oh, about wait, no, Ralph? The the, 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 the Oreos. <laughs> what was that guard's name? Now oh, you're bothering me. What is that guard's name from Aladdin? I don't, I don't remember his name. Oh, no. You're going to... That's going to... You had a hurt. name? Yeah, that's going to hurt my head. Hold on. I want to say it starts with an R. He was in the TV series, too. Yeah. Well, it was Jim Cummings, his voice, too. What was his name? Oh, no! Ruh. Ah. You idiots, we all have swords. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. As, as she looks it up, uh, what was the... the Besides the Alan Menken and... Richard Sherman concert. What was the like the best kind of thing you got to see about like future movies that are going to be coming out? Oh, future oh, movie God. stuff. Um, oh, well, Jenny didn't. So see, you didn't. You missed the animation one. Yes. Because you were being a respectable person working. Um, <laughs> working that day, trying to make my quarter. Um, all of them. Um, of the live action. Razul. Raz- oh, Razul. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, you beat me to it. I was starting to look it up, and then I went into other animation things I looked at. Oh, no. um, the live action, everything looked so good. My The things that stood out for me was um, Maleficent. Mm. She is my favorite villain, and I was I was a little taken aback when they announced that Angelina Jolie was going to be Maleficent. I was like, well, I guess I see it, kind of. But when she came out, she... She just talked about how much she loved. I'm sure it's the regular PR baloney, but (laughs) she talked about how much she loved Maleficent, how much she loved the character and the movie and how she showed her kids the movie and how it was a part of her childhood. And she spoke about just how amazing she wanted this movie to be. And the footage we got, it was spot on. It was. Well, the footage we got was more the retelling of the animated is what we got. We didn't get the new, anything new. new We basically kind of got the beginning of Sleeping Beauty Hmm. where she comes in. And what did she say? Her, her actual daughter was playing young Aurora. Is that right? Yeah. Because when she was in her costume, all the kids (laughs) that they brought 
to set were petrified of her. Our and her daughter was the only one that wouldn't scream. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's what she says. But um, no. Oh, so she really told good. them so she could get her daughter a part in the movie. Oh, oh yeah. of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, wouldn't you? I mean, if I was in her shoes, I'd do the same thing. Yeah. Patrick's <laughs> going to be a child to be good at this. Patrick is going to be this, uh, but it's a little yeah. girl part. That, that's, that's, that's right. You okay. can dress him up as a little girl. You can, you can <laughs> like a girl. But um, Jenny, tell your um, what was after that. But tell your um, oh yeah, um, I know you have an animated related story with Maleficent with your horns. Oh my god, it was amazing. <laughs> it was so amazing. So um, at the Maleficent panel, we got these kind of like paper hats, like you would get at like Burger King. Yeah. But they had Maleficent horns. Yeah. So it was just a little paper headband with Maleficent horns. So everybody was wearing them. I'm like, well, I'm not going to carry them to destroy them. I'm going to wear them. Yeah, so I'm wearing like... them. And we're waiting in line to get into... Um... Legends, right? Yeah, the uh, that's right. Um, the um, The Disney Legends panel. And we're waiting in line. And all of a sudden, out of this door, like perpendicular to us comes in this horde of security and my new best friend, John Lasseter. <laughs> and he just comes by. And the friend we were with, Mandy, she goes, oh, hey, John Lasseter. And you oh, said... Because yeah. I go, oh, my gosh, hey, John Lasseter. And then you said, hey, John Lasseter. And then he walks by me, looks at me, and he goes, nice horns. <laughs> and he just continues walking. But he and did he it, like, with, the, with one of those... Nice horn. He did like one of those, and it was yeah, like like a like a wink and a click. Oh, like and... Sully and Monsters University. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Then... See, he was promoting his movie while doing that. <laughs> so he keeps walking, and I look back until he's out of earshot, and I freak out. I'm like, oh my god, John Lasseter just talked to me. Nice. And he likes your horns. Nice oh. horn. This seems yeah. like a much cooler experience than I had when I was four feet away from John Lasseter. <laughs> where, I, where I wanted to shake his hand, but uh, my friend Jonathan that was with me, he was the guy that did that live-action Toy Story thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we were at a movie that I, I can't say what it was, but John Lasseter was there, and uh, and he went up to him and shook his hand and said who he was and that like John Lasseter was his hero. And before John Lasseter could say anything, the people that were with him kind of... Uh, brought John Lester back into the movie theater before it. And like he looked like he was about to say something to, to Jonathan, but then he was brought brought away. So. Oh bummer! So I was like, oh man, no, I didn't. I didn't even get to go over to do anything. Oh. Yeah, so I think it was almost worse being that close and not getting to. Yeah, ours was literally like he was our, you know, he was like the clown car, and we were just in the way. Right. <laughs> so, but he just Quite happened to pass exactly where we were. Away. Yeah, he just happened to pass exactly where we were standing in the line to get into the into the arena. So it was like we were just that spot where he had to pass. So it just ended up happening. I don't know what I would have said anyways. I probably would have been like Chris Farley on the Chris Farley show. It's like, remember remember <laughs> in Toy Story when you did that? That was awesome. <laughs> remember Luxo Jr., how it's a lamp? Remember that, remember that scary baby in Tin Toy? That was awesome. But he was another one of my favorites. Oh, um, the, well, the whole... he hosted the entire animation yes. panel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. very cool. Um, yeah. But our favorite—I mean, our favorite John Lasseter—it was right after this happened. After the yeah. horn thing happened, 
I think it's one of our favorite things was his speech about Steve Jobs was just amazing. Oh, yeah, the Disney Legends. Yeah. Accepting the award on his behalf. Yeah, if you guys haven't watched that yet, do watch it, but bring tissues because it is, he really spoke from the heart and it was, it was really good. But I mean, it was, for me, it was, he spoke so highly of him, but also acknowledged his faults. And Mm. I mean, regardless of who those two men were, I mean, just Mm. the words that that man spoke just of so of adoration and love. And he was just so sad that he was gone. It it just, it was so touching. Yeah. So I cried during it and 20 minutes (laughs) after it. You did. We walked out of there. You were still had him rolling. But here. sobbing, not just tears, yeah. sobbing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, oh, God, amazing. It was good. I mean, I choked up. I mean, I they had me. Glenn Keane was right before that, and Glenn oh, had me going. Yeah. Glenn had me going. And then when Lassiter got up there talking about Steve Jobs, I was like, just, oh, my God, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> it was really good. It was beautiful. really good. Absolutely think, beautiful. I think that's what I was most upset about with the Ashton Kutcher, Steve Jobs movie. Mm. Oh, yeah. did you see it? Uh, yeah, it, comp- uh, it goes from... Like, where is it? Like, somewhere, like, 1984, mm-hmm. and then it skips to 1996. Yep. And I'm like, cool, you just skipped over the entire era of, you know, Pixar. him pur- purchasing Pixar from yeah. Lucasfilm and never mention it ever in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> See, and I... Basically, yeah. when he became, like, an awesome dude, it was between those years. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? That was what I was looking forward to most was the... Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I like a lot of the other Steve Jobs stuff, but I was like really looking forward to that segment of the film. So I hope that when the Aaron Sorkin uh, Steve Jobs film comes out, they actually, you know, like touch on nineteen eighty five to nineteen. I really don't think that's gonna happen. Am I the only one that's like, okay, we're can we can we wait a bit till we go back to telling the story life story of Steve Jobs? Like ever, I feel like it's been it's been done like eight times. Do well, I, they already did Social this? Network, and Mark Zuckerberg's still alive. So yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. I just, but I, uh, the Sorkin one, I think, is just gonna be it's literally gonna be real time, three thirty minute acts based on um, his biggest releases. Like, the 30 minutes leading up to his biggest releases on stage. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I really really wanted to see the Pixar segment of his life in a movie. Well. Because I wanted to see Ed Helms as Leon. Pixar to make it. (laughs) I think my new BFF, Johnny Lasseter, should make a movie. Yeah, I know, right? Yes. And apparently, I mean, I couldn't, it was hard for us to tell from where we were, but but apparently Iger was crying, too. I mean, I'm assuming he was. I just... He couldn't. He wasn't on the screen. We had John Lester giant on the screen watching him, but apparently people that were closer said he was. Yeah, he was breaking down because he introduced him too, you know. But then John accepted it. So, but yeah, that was good. Um, and let's see. As far as animation goes, what was my favorite part of the animation panel? That's hard <laughs> to pick one thing. Um, I, I think I'm really going to like Inside Out, which is one of Pixar's, you know, new films. Yeah, Stanford um, and I were talking about the new, that looked, sounds awesome. The, um, they the showed cast. us, yeah, the cast is great. They showed us, um, a storyboard scene just with voices and then, you know, it was just storyboard. Obviously they haven't animated it fully yet or anything, but it was, it brought the house to complete laughter. Like everyone was dying laughing. It was really, really intelligent how they're going to go about doing it. And 
I love, we all loved it. We all really, really loved it. Cause it was hard to understand. I mean, you could follow how they were going to do it, but until you actually saw it and saw an example of it, it was, it was fan. It was really good. So I, that turned me around. As soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, this is going to be a fun movie. <laughs> really liked it. Um, what else was cool? Um, yeah, we got the first 10 minutes of the toy story Halloween special. So that was kind of fun to see. Ooh. Um, and we got the short that they're going to have. Yeah, Party Central was funny. It was good. Very clever. And I didn't know. I thought that was going to be on the Monsters. I thought that was going to be the bonus short on yeah, the Monsters. Yeah, I guess U. it was originally planned for that. And then yeah. they liked it so much that they were like, okay, hey, we'll just put it in front of a good dinosaur. Yeah, we'll wait a year and we'll release it. So we got to see it a whole year before anybody else will, apparently. But I hope there is a short on They're probably. The I mean, the Blue Umbrella will be on there. but yeah. But usually they have, you know, usually yeah. they have another one, but maybe they won't because they decided to, right. to move it, probably. But um, it was, oh, and it was really fun to see, um, um, oh gosh, his name? Um, oh, John Ratzenberger. John no, John Ratzenberger come out with a marching band. Because <laughs> oh, yeah, Bill all... Hader is trying to take, yeah. take over his... Yeah, Bill Hader's in like the next, what, three to four Pixar movies he does a voice. Yeah, he was the slug in Monsters University. <laughs> yeah, and he's a dinosaur and Good Dinosaur, and then he's Spear in Inside Out. So he's in the next three. And then I guess so, he came out for the Finding Dory one and yeah. as like a sea cucumber. And <laughs> a sea cucumber, that's Telling right. Andrew he's Sandler like, I wanted to be your him. lucky charm. Yeah, I could be Pixar's lucky charm. And John was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> whoa there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There. whoa. Uh, sea cucumber, No. Um, somebody else has that thought. So that was kind of fun to see him come out with a marching band <laughs> and confetti and all that stuff. It was kind of funny. It was fun. Uh, it was good. And you guys got, or, uh, besides John Lester, you guys got to see John, uh, Musker and Ron Clements too, right? Br- yes! Or- Briefly, I did. Jenny saw them a little longer than I did. But yeah. I did, and I was a total dupe. I didn't know what to say to them. I'm like, Hi! <laughs> thank you I'm like I didn't even ask him a question I was just like oh my god don't yeah. be an idiot in front of them don't be an idiot in front of them yeah. they, were, they were chilled they were, la- they were just sitting there like stretching it out you know hanging out yeah. middle. they weren't like private nothing was really private they were just no. there on the floor so, I, again I, I feel like I would have been Chris, like Chris Farley they're like remember Aladdin <laughs> that was awesome good job um let's see what else uh so pixar yeah pixar stuff looks looks like good dinosaur i think is going to be really good it's really interesting i i like the concept is is neat and the cast is good the cast they were funny and i love oh what's his name the guy from yes uh what is that uh raising hope right yeah he's he's really good on that show so i'm i'm excited that he's i was saying to stanford stanford i was glad that he got cast in this this film as well because it'll you know uh, put a bigger spotlight on him now and maybe he'll get able to do, be able to do more things now yeah as well. well and that's something i love about pixar they don't they don't i mean not to not to put a burn on dreamworks but they they don't cast just because of who they are it's like they and they don't tend to you know promote the actors in their films right. and i and i whenever disney disney actually did that a little bit with Wreck-It Ralph for the first time, and I was kind of like, no, don't, don't, don't go there, don't do it, don't do it, because I know, I know, you know, DreamWorks does it all the time, and I'm like, no, don't do that, because you're getting away from the whole point of 
these are animated films. Yeah, they they work. They're they're voice actors, but the artists are the ones that make this thing. Don't go that route. Don't I think the that. Toy Story two poster is the only one that ever said. Yes. Well, and Cars a little oh, bit. Yeah. I, I think Cars did it, but I'm, other than that, they don't tend to do it. Like Disney and Pixar does not I promote. Am. They don't show their their trailer and go. With the voice talents of, you know, they don't they don't really do that the way other ones do it. And, you know, I'm I'm kind of glad they don't. But I, I just don't want them to I don't want them to go there. Yeah. I just don't because <laughs> it just takes away. You're not supposed to know who. I mean, yeah, if you know who they are, that's great. And then, it's good for yeah. some promotional stuff. But you shouldn't highlight just the voice talent when these amazing artists and animators are the ones that. Do all this work on this, these films, you know, make the, make the character, make the characters be the stars, not absolutely just the voice actors. That's just my opinion on that stuff. So, no, Patrick Harris finally needs to do a, a Pixar voice too. Yes, and he's good dinosaur. Dinosaurs, right? Yeah, he's one of the brothers, I think. So yeah, that'll be fun. Judy Greer from Archer and Arrested Development. Yep, yep. I love her. I like her. She was funny. They were funny together. I don't. I'm assuming that's online that you can see their little shtick together, which is fun. Shtick. They had a good time. Um, let's see what else was there. There's Inside Out. A little bit of info on Finding Dory, but not a lot because they're just starting on it. Uh-huh. Um, so that was fun. Um, we got. They showed some. Uh, what Disney Toon Studios showed some stuff, and for whatever you think about planes, and everyone has their opinion on planes. We got to see there. I mean, you knew they were going to make sequels to it. You, you just, if you didn't know that. Since it, yeah, since it was originally planned to be like the Tinkerbell series. Oh, be... Right. So you knew that was going to happen. I mean, there was no doubt in my mind that they were going to make future plane movies. I knew it was going to happen. So they showed um, a scene from the new one, the sequel, which is Fire and Rescue. And, you know, I'm all aboard with it because the animators do a great job and they showed, you know, a scene from it. And Julie Bowen is doing one of the characters in the new one. And it was funny. Like, we actually, the whole audience actually laughed. Yeah, a little different. And the whole thing about it was it started and they were going to show a scene of the planes. It's all about fire and rescue. So he changes from a racer, I guess, to a, you know, being a fire plane, whatever whatever they're called. I don't know specifically. But um, they showed the scene and the montage the actual scene that they showed, they played an ACDC song over it. And I was like, okay, you got me with the ACDC. Which song was it? <laughs> so, uh, Thunder, it was Thunderstruck oh. they played. So it was like, as soon as you play that over anything, I'm like, okay, you got me. I'm sorry. It's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be good. And then just watching the whole scene, we all were kind of getting into it because it was ACDC. So. Oh, I don't so, know if I, if I had mentioned this on the, on the podcast before. It was that uh, a few weeks ago when Planes came out, Dean mm-hmm. Cook, said or put out like he's got a special email address where you can email him directly oh, really? and he he asked people to send him pictures of like going of families and with their kids going to see planes and uh-huh. what they thought about it so I, I sent him a picture of of patrick and i when we went to our screening to it and told him that patrick uh-huh. really enjoyed it Aww. and he actually emailed emailed me back and said thank you for for going to see it and he's glad that patrick enjoyed it so i thought that was actually cool Aww, and I, nice. I saw on, on twitter that he went through like 200 emails or something so i wonder if he actually did that with all 200 and if he did that's that's pretty cool of him to actually i, I do cool. give him praise he he did he was there and he came out and talked about it he's like he's like and i know what you're thinking the first thing you think of when you think of dane cook is disney movie <laughs> 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 so he i mean he poked fun at himself you know he did poke fun at 
yeah. the fact. But it, I mean, it is the, the sequel that we got. The, the I mean, I haven't seen it. I mean, I'm assuming. And I just know, I'm sure it's an adorable film. I'm sure it's a really cute movie. It, it's beautifully done. Da, 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 da. I just can't get into the, the Cars plane stuff. I just can't. I just can't do it. I just can't do it. But that's just me. And I'm, but they look great. I mean, they look well done. And I'm sure kids love them. So that if that's all that matters, that in my opinion, that's all that matters. But, um, but it looked, I mean, it did look good. The part that we saw looked well done and it was exciting. It was just neat how they take the human, you know, the people that do these jobs as humans and they just kind of make them, you know, automobiles or, or planes. So Definitely. it's interesting. It's interesting. I think they did a good job though. Very cool. Uh, and then you got, you guys got to see Captain Hook during that Disney tune section too, right? Yes. The, the pirate fairy thing. Yeah. <laughs> That was that was kind of a fun surprise. Captain Hook is know, a pirate fairy. No. And no, yeah, that'd be funny. It was it was funny because they showed it and they you know they they brought them out or before they brought them out they showed the characters they were playing and they're like, and we got we got Tom Hiddleston playing a character you know this this guy named James and then they showed the character of James like they showed him as a cabin boy or whatever and I was with two I was with two of my friends that I randomly ran into there that live in Florida but they went out there for that too so I kind of hung out with them. And as soon as they showed like the James, I like I like started grabbing your arm, and she's like, "What?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" And she's like, "What?" I'm like, "Do you not know who James is in the in the Peter Pan world?" And she's like, "No." I'm like, "Really? You don't know who James?" I'm like, "James is Captain Hook's first name. Do you not know this?" Because they didn't tell you right away. They kept that a little bit of a secret for a little bit later in the panel. But I, but me being a huge I mean, I love Peter Pan stuff. It's I just love it. So I knew Captain Hook's first name was James, but I just started like grabbing her, and then and then they finally they changed him later, with his kind of pirate garb on, and they're like, no, he's actually Captain Hook, and everybody, the whole audience kind of went, oh, and I was like, duh, <laughs> I was like, why don't you people know this? I'm like, shame on all you Disney fans. You should know his first name is James. How dare you? <laughs> Especially once once upon a time too. Yes, yes, I love that. I love that Captain Hook too. My God, oh, oh, love it. Um, so that was really fun, and yeah, they played um, the song that he sings from it. So that was fun with with storyboard, you know, not not fully animated, but just storyboard stuff. So that was kind of fun. And then yeah, and Tom Hiddleston, they got him to sing Bare Necessities, which was adorable because <laughs> he loved the Jungle Book, and that's when he used to. Apparently, that's what he sang when he did auditions. In, in England, everybody did like Les Mis or, or West Side Story. And he's like, no, 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 I sang The Bare Necessities. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, Tom. And yeah, Jenny and I have this thing, like over the last month, we saw Tom Hiddleston four times. Four, <laughs> we did. Four times. We saw the man four different days in the last in the month. Oh, yeah, we're old friends. We're old, we're old buddies now. I'm like, I've seen this man four times. If you would have told me this, that I would see him four times, <laughs> I would have been like, no. Now no. you're wrong. No, you're wrong. But yeah, he's he's a hoot. He's too funny. I'm I'm wondering with the Tinkerbell movies how close they're getting in time, uh, line wise, like with her meeting well, Peter Pan. I know. I don't. Especially well, if I, in that one, there she's meeting Captain. Is she yeah. meeting Captain Hook in that, or is that like a separate kind of is, thing is going Tinkerbell, on? I mean, is Tinkerbell going to meet Captain Hook? Yeah. I assume they in the in the clip that we saw, the fairies are on the ship watching this happen. So I'm assuming it happens. I'm assuming she meets him. I do so. But I'm confused because it's hard 
Because isn't the very first Tinkerbell movie, the timeline is kind of askew because it doesn't in the first one, isn't Tinkerbell born from Wendy's laugh? No, I think it's supposed to be, or maybe like baby Wendy. Yeah, it's baby Wendy, right? But the timeline doesn't work out because isn't Tinkerbell supposed to be like over 200 years old? (laughs) So I don't know if it, yeah, I don't know if it's perfectly. Is it supposed to be baby Wendy? Maybe I'd have to watch the first one. I don't remember. Oh, maybe, or maybe, yeah. Either she's baby Wendy or or Wendy is the one with the music box that she fixes. I forget. Now I forget. Or, or it could just be that same house. Could be the same house. Maybe her mom, I mean, maybe her grandmother's name was Wendy. Yeah. I don't know. You can take it any way you want. It's because her dad says something in in the movie, like he had seen that ship like, oh, yeah, long ago. Like So maybe maybe there'll even be a film with, like that shows uh, Mr. Darling as a kid going to... That would be Never cool. Left. If they if they work oh, that into yeah. the pirate theory, I would like that if they work that in. Because they said at the at the at the presentation, they did say they're very excited about this because it's starting to cross the two stories over more, which I've been wanting forever for them to do. So but I'm, you know they'll they'll try to have it stretch out as long as possible because once yeah. they get to the Peter the Peter, Peter Pan, Pan of it all, then that's kind of sinks up yeah. and then they can't do anymore. Right. Well, they still can. I guess, yeah, I guess they could do from after Jane. Yeah, there's, yeah, only they could do that. Which, I mean, originally it was only supposed to be four movies, if I recall. It was just supposed to be the four seasons they were going to do. Yeah, and, and the, the, the cases looked cool, and then they stopped doing that, because uh, yeah. the the first four, uh, because I have them. Um, <laughs> uh, I have a couple of them. If you put Tinkerbell... Lost Treasure and then then the the Great Fairy Rescue next to each other, it's mm-hmm. the Pixie Hollow Tree on the spine, oh. and it oh, shows nice. like the different seasons like that. But then they did Secret of the Wings, and they're like, no, we're not going to do that on the side anymore. Oh. And they could have yeah. finished it and had it be like a part of like a winter tree, and then the, at least the tree okay. would have been finished on the side. See, missed, missed. See, and that's all merchandising people. I blame them <laughs> for so much. You, you gotta, you gotta. If you start something, you gotta finish it. I'm so that's that's. Very true, because people don't like it when you don't do that. Um, no, but yeah, I'm I'm excited about them crossing it over. I don't. I'm wondering like if the if the crocodile will be in it at all. It's yeah. I love I love Peter Pan stuff. It's anything Peter Pan. I'm like you got me. It's just I'm there. Season, <laughs> season three of Once Upon a Time. Yeah, yeah. I'm so oh god. They're so talking sad. about adding Rufio to the. Like, Are you serious? You're lying. No, I, I saw somewhere that. What? Uh, but that's not a. That's I, not I know a, it's not a. Well, they they draw from different things, anyways. It's not just from. That would be amazing if they Disney did. versions. Oh but... That would be amazing if they did. Do you know how many people would be so happy about that? Oh my god, so happy! <laughs> Jenny doesn't watch it. Jenny I don't, but I would watch if they had it. Rufio. <laughs> it'd, it'd be cool if they had uh, what's what's his name, Ernie Ray's Jr. Is that? Was that who that? I think that was who played him because I think it was the same kid from Surf Ninjas. Um, so. No, 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 no. That was Rufio. Oh, no. I want to no, say it was because he was he was doing all that kind of stuff during the nineties. No, it wasn't him though. It wasn't him. Uh, who was Rufio though? Who was the guy? I get them confused. You're right. Who was the guy that did? Uh, do you remember that? What was the Disney Channel show? Uh, J- J- Jake Long, wasn't that that guy? Uh oh, it was Dante Bosco. Is that it? Is that his name? I don't know. Yeah. There was a cosplayer of Rufio. Where did we see a cosplay? Was it at D23 or was it at Comic-Con? It was one of them. There was a cosplayer as Rufio. It was great. I was, it was, um, 
Oh, sugar. I'm getting it confused. Last year, it was at Comic-Con. This year, I can't remember. I don't know. I saw one. Though. I did see one. Made, makes me happy when I see one. And yeah. no matter, I don't care what people say, our generation loves the movie Hook. Y'all oh, gosh, yeah. Y'all could just be quiet. Anybody that doesn't like the movie Hook. And people make fun of it still to this day, like a, old, a little bit like one old generation older. They make fun of it all the time. I'm like, uh-uh, that movie was awesome. I don't care what you say. <laughs> it still holds up. I still watch that movie and cry. John, one of John Williams' most beautiful scores he's ever written. I don't even care what you say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get away from me. I actually used it on my, my demo reel for, for all my like. Oh, really? Stuff, yeah. It's, a, it's nice. one of my most favorite. The, the, what is that? Uh, the, the There You Are Peter score. One of the most gorgeous yeah. things John Williams has ever written. <laughs> It really is. It's just gorgeous. I just love it. Love it, love it. I was talking about, this with Stanford earlier in the episode, is that I just finally watched Return to Neverland for the first time. (gasps) Oh, yeah. The the Disney, the animated one. Yeah, Yeah. because it came out when I was, I think, like 16, so I was like, eh, maybe maybe I'm too old to watch a Uh Disney movie, but I've since then grown out of thinking that I've grown out of it. But... it was it was interesting. It, it definitely, I mean, it's not as good as Peter Pan, but yeah. I, I was waiting. I wanted it to sync up with with Hook, because oh, yeah. I I know that in Hook isn't isn't Peter Pan married to Jane? Um, yeah, but her name isn't Jane. Yeah, but yes. I thought her name was Jane in Hook. It was um. Hold on, Mora. Yep. Middle name was Jane. Middle name. Um. She, uh, no, was, that'd be funny if it wasn't like she goes just goes by. Because Mor- Mora is Wendy's middle name, right? So, yeah. So is that supposed to be? You never. No, you know what? It's it's Jane's, Jane's Jane's daughter daughter that marries Peter Pan in Hook. Yes. Is it? It's Wendy's granddaughter. Is that how it is? Like in the mythology too? I that I don't know. I don't know. I'm a. I don't know. I'm assuming. I remember reading somewhere at some point about some kind of mythology with like Peter Panner's like he came back, got got Jane, they hung out, and then he went back, and then Jane had a kid, and yeah. then that's when he finally was like, you know, I'm just gonna stay. And there you go. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what hook. Yeah, that's the hook one. It's her grand. I know it's her granddaughter. I don't think they ever mention what her Jane. I mean, I'm assuming it's Jane if that's the way it is. They never mention in Hook. Wendy's daughter's name that's never mentioned. That'd be interesting. But, but who is Mark, who is who is uh young Wendy and Hook? Do you do you know who the actress was? For her first movie? Young Wendy? Yeah. Uh, I know who old Wendy is in Hook. Yeah, I you know. Do you know I know Jenny knows. Do you know who young who do you know who played young Wendy and Hook? It was her first movie ever. Was it her first movie ever, really? It was her first movie ever, yeah. I, I don't I don't know. Go, Jenny. It was Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh-huh. Huh. It's interesting. Trivia! Trivia from Peter Pan! <laughs> Nobody seems to care, but we're still like, yeah, trivia! Yeah. Hey, we use that trivia on our podcast. We need to know those random actors and things. All the time. And oh Bob God. Hoskins has been the only person that's played the same character twice from the Peter Pan. Yes. Did you watch that Neverland sci-fi special? Yeah, because... Yeah. That was good. That was really good. If anyone is not seen it, as Captain Hook. If anyone has not seen that, watch that. It's very well done. It's basically the basically how Peter Pan became Peter Pan, how Captain Hook became Captain Hook, and it's good. Does it in a very science it's, fictiony way? Which yes. Is so cool. 
and it's well done. It makes sense. Like, you understand. That's why Peter Pan can fly. That's why he's got that weird child innocence kind of thing. They answer those questions that no one ever answers. Because, you know. Yeah, sci-fi actually does a pretty good job with, like, their their retelling of, like, classic yeah. kind of stories like that when they did uh, Tin Man. For, oh, yeah. Like, Tin, Man kind of, Tin Man kind of bothered me, though. Well, yeah, that was the first one they did, so they kind of learned from that, I guess. And then yeah. and then they did the Alice, which I liked that one, the Alice in Wonderland one that they did. No, I, didn't, I didn't see that one. And then, yeah, then they did Neverland. I think I Neverland know. is still on Netflix Instant, too, if people haven't seen it. Oh, there you go. Yeah, recommend. There's a recommendation. <laughs> go watch that. That was good. I wonder, actually, somebody got me to watch uh, Spider-Man the other day, and then I forgot he was in that. I was like, oh, I need to watch Neverland again. Yeah. Because he was good at that. But yeah. Um, but yeah, back on back on track to what we were talking about. Uh, let's see. What else did they go over? Um, yeah, Disney Toon did that stuff. And then we got the um, the new uh, Disney Animation Studio films teasers. Um, we got Big Hero 6 teasers, which looks like it's going to be fun. Um, very, very guy-driven, obviously boy-driven, just because of the subject matter. <laughs> But, but that's okay because yeah, I think it's okay because you know they got the frozen and the tangled and then they do the big hero six and so I think and it's Rocket good. Ralph, the kind of yeah, and then um, we got the uh, the old the quote unquote old Disney short get a horse we got to watch, <laughs> which was fun and that'll be released. Um, they're gonna show it with Frozen, so that'll be with Frozen. Then you you, and you got to see the entire thing, right? Yes. Yeah. Was that in three D? Um, yeah, there is some 3D to it. (laughs) And we're all supposed to keep it very under wraps as far as what it is. So that's the, yeah. Well, (laughs) since, since I wasn't there, I I can say what I think I know from it is that it starts off in the, the way that it was done, like the, the old short in 2D. And then it, at some point gets converted into this, like this 3D, CG type environment for it. Sure, let's say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like nobody talk about this. And when we saw it, they're like, I don't want to see any of you say what this is. But the cool, the cool, the cool thing about it is, which I did notice because I have watched all of the old shorts and everything. They use all the voices. Um, Walt Disney does the whole, vo- all of Mickey Mouse's voice, and the guy that did Pete back in the day does all of Pete too. Nice. Although there might have been some Jim Cummings thrown in there, not not a hundred percent sure. I think there was a couple, maybe a couple of things. But all of Mickey is is Walt did Mickey's voices, and so they had to um, scour and find all of the words they needed Mickey to say. And there was one word that they said that they could not. They they oh they looked forever to try to find Mickey saying this one word, and then they finally found it. But. Um, but it was neat because I, I noticed because there was some like a lot of some of the things Pete says are like pulled specifically from Mr. Mouse Takes a Trip, which is one of my favorite, favorite Disney shorts. And I picked up on it right. I was like, that's the exact line Pete says in that short. So it was but it's really it's well done. And I will say, you know, it's re- it'll be really neat to see. I, I mean, I, I was up in the balcony when I saw it. So I was kind of far But when I get to see it from an actual, you know, just a movie theater, like when I'm closer, I think it'll it'll be even better. Um, but I definitely see from it, if they ever do a Roger Rabbit sequel, I definitely see where they could use the technology they used in this to do it. Nice. So, so I will say that. So it was, it was fun. It was, it was, it was funny. Um, yeah. So it kind of, yeah, it's, 
starts normal and then something something happens and it it just makes you kind of go oh <laughs> like it, it totally kind of catches you from by surprise you know because they they played it up very well that it was completely it was all going to be old footage like it, they played it up very very well and then they and they tweak it and throw it on its butt and it was kind of fun it was fun um but they showed that. They showed um, footage from Frozen, and then Adina Menzel sang her song from Frozen, and oh my god, I just was like a puddle. So good, so good, and it's and it. I'm so excited for it because it's one of those just Disney power ballad songs that they haven't had forever, and it just it's like yes, that's what I want. Very, you know, very part of your world and you know it's in that it's in those same veins whereas tangled had it but i just feel like they didn't push it as much as they could have so i'm very excited for frozen because i love musicals so i've heard a few of the songs from frozen yeah they show they played that she sang that whole song um and then they play we got to see the animated version of the um the snowman song which i forget what it's called olaf's song i can't he's talking about uh how much she loves summer. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty funny. And that was funny. We were all laughing at it, so it was good. It was good. Um, and then they, um, and then the last thing, that, well, not the last thing, I think Frozen was at the end, but then they talked about um, Zootopia, which may not be what it's called. I don't know if that's the official name, but that's what it's called right now. Um, and I am really excited for that because I love Disney animal movies. <laughs> so much robin robin hood is one of my favorite my favorite disney movies and the fact that they're bringing back a fox rabbit combo for the lead characters i'm like yes i'm so excited so that i'm really excited about i think it'll be fun yeah that's and i said this was stanford too is that that's the the film that's rumored to have jason bateman as as that main character jason bateman what I can see that. It's been rumored that Jason Bateman <laughs> is supposed to be that that what? that main fox in the film. So. Oh, really? And I forget they said what his name was, and now I forget. I wanted to say it was like Nick Cage or something. It was something very similar to that. It is, yeah, it is, it's close to that. It's, it's not yeah. it's not Nicolas Cage, but it yeah. is it is close. I think it's very it is it's, it's like his name is Nick. I just don't remember what his last name. Yeah, it is like Cage too. I don't remember. <laughs> And then there's the buddy. So he's a, like, is he like a fast talking? I don't know if he's a lawyer or something like that. And then there's the bunny who's the police, police officer, I think. So it's a, I'm assuming it'll be kind of a buddy comedy kind of movie. So I'm excited for it. I think it'll be fun. I'm glad that uh, after Tangled did so well, they split the directors from Tangled and gave them their own films to direct. So Mm -hmm. get double. But I love that. What did Brian say? He said, I think John Lasseter asked him, if you could do any movie, what would you want to do? Like, any kind of movie. And he's like, I'd love to do one of those animal movies. <laughs> and then he's like, John lifted me into the air like baby Simba. <laughs> I'm so, so excited. Uh-huh. excited. Very excited. Very cool. But yeah, that'll be, I think that'll be fun. And I just love, I mean, anything, any Disney movie that has a fox in it, I'm like, yep, I like that one. Something about, I don't know what it is. I just, I just love Disney foxes so much. I don't know. Anything from the Br'er Rabbit, Br'er 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 Fox, and then you got Robin Hood, Little John, and Skippy, and then you got this one. So I only assume there will be a bear involved because Disney has to have the fox, bear, rabbit trio combo. <laughs> so. I wonder if there'll be any, like, kind of uh, homages to Fox and the Hound. Or... I don't know. Maybe. 
Maybe. Or, and or, I'm assuming those or are, Robin I'm, Hood. Or yeah, I'm assuming these are all 3D too. I I assume I assume Zootopia will be 3D. I don't think they're doing 2D. Oh, I would hope Zootopia was hand drawn because I don't know. I know. I would. I really wish it. They would do one. I really do. Or even if it was done in the like the Paper Man. Yeah, Paper Man. I just actually watched that again yesterday. That's just cool. It's just gorgeous how they did it. Yeah. I would have assumed they would have announced at some point John Cars was doing a, a feature film in that style after Paperman won the Oscar. They really year. should. Or they really should. Th- I guess technically this year, but And you know, three D is great, but I don't know, there's something about those two D films that still it's oh especially now with H D and it's they look gorgeous when you make them like that. It's really uh, Yeah. I I know it's it's easier to do. Well, even the hand-drawn stuff look, looks cool in 3D. Yeah. Oh, and I was so bummed when Little they... Mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> I was so well, bummed. Although, uh, Jenny can still go see that at the El Capitan. They're still going to do a special 3D showing yeah. of that yeah. at the El Capitan Theater. Really? Yeah. Ooh. You can. <laughs> like, ooh. Wait, that's near Probably. me. I can do that. Probably. Uh, October or September. It, yeah, it's near like the end of September. It's, if you Google search, you'll be able to find it. But yeah, because they're they're doing a bunch of like different special like showings of different Disney films there in like the next month or so. Yeah, I would have loved to. I mean, I think it's I think it's personally I think it's silly that they stopped because you know it's just seeing those on the big screen it it yeah and they and the th- reason it fell behind is they did it with all the pixar movies which are still really recent it's they're too recent for us to care for our generation to care you get those older like you do it, i don't care if it's even if it's not 3d if it's just regular throw it back in theaters like i highly expected them to put mary poppins in 3d before saving mr banks but it would be smart for them to do that especially with the 50th anniversary but because I would love, I've never seen Mary Poppins on a big screen. I would go do that in a heartbeat. Or, you know, even Cinderella, you know, some of those classic ones. Just seeing them on a big screen, it makes you appreciate them in a whole different level. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cinema- so was- uh, Cinemark, uh, I think last year, played Mary Poppins. They played like a few live action Disney movies like they had. Yeah. Uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, and they, they did Mary Poppins. That would be cool. That would be neat. I wish I wish Disney would release them like that. They used to like where they would release like the classic movies in theaters like every few years or so. Yeah, like every ten years or so they did it. And since they've kind of stopped doing that now that DVDs and Blu-rays and whatnot yeah. exist, but yeah, it's true. It's true, but that's why the that's why the 3D thing happened, and that's gave them another reason to do it. But yeah. now it seems like they're even stopping doing that. So I went to go see all of them though. I went to go see Beauty and the Beast, Lion King. Ugh. Those, I did. I saw both of those because I was more. I and I saw, saw Monsters Inc. Fighting Nemo. I only saw the ones that were 2D and 3D. I never went to any of the 3D ones. I never did those because I'm like I've already I've seen these so recently. I got all the cool glasses at all of them too. No. <laughs> I got the the cool and Finding Nemo ones that look like goggles. I didn't get cool ones at ours. And then I got a pair of Sully adult size ones, and Patrick got a pair of Mike. Uh, kid size ones. Oh so. my god, that's adorable. So we wore those when we went to go see Monsters University. That's cute. But. Those are fun. And then, since Aladdin apparently never gets any love, I wanted to see Aladdin in 3D too. Like with, like all, all that would look awesome. Like with the genie. I know. Uh, I the know. Magic carpet. 
all the magic and stuff. Well, even Little Mermaid, all the bubbles. Like yeah. I was really well, and the fact that was, it's underwater too. Yeah, yeah, that could have been the neatest thing ever. <laughs> Darn well, it! At least the Blu-ray that's coming out is still going to be in 3D. So if you have a 3D TV, you can watch it that way. Or, like I said, I'll, I'll post a link to it. But the El Capitan Theater is doing that special from September 20th to October 13th. There you go. So, you should go, Jen. And they do Throwback Thursday, and they're showing the Jungle Book in a couple of weeks. From you. <laughs> but I won't be here. Oh no, wait, no, yeah, no, I won't be here. Damn it. And I think uh, El Capitan is like super expensive. <laughs> but I think it's like fifteen dollars for one ticket. But well, but, 3D. It's yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's true. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that's what they charge for, like, a regular 2D ticket. So maybe 3D would be, like, 20 bucks. Oh, but, my. Uh, speaking about theaters, I guess we'll segue into your guys' recommendations for this week. Okay. Uh, so we'll start with Courtney's and then we'll do Jenny's. Yeah. Okay, well, I, I have one that's the same as Jenny's, so I'll let her talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I will say the only other thing um, I got... Oliver and Company on Blu-ray um, over the weekend. And Oliver and Company is one of the first uh, movies that I can pinpoint when I fell in, like, officially fell in love with Disney. Like, that that was the first one. As far as animated films go, it was, I basically pinpoint it to 1988. So it was Roger Rabbit and Oliver and Company. So I got Oliver and Company on Blu-ray because I just loved that movie so much. I had, like, every cassette tape, every album, uh, just everything. Reads, what is that? Read and read along things, the book and right. tape things. Um, but I, I, only, I haven't watched the whole thing. I only watched the beginning of it because I, kn- I know it so well. So it's kind of like secondhand even when I watch it. But um, but the just the anime, just seeing it all cleaned up and just beautiful in Blu-ray, I was like, oh, it's so gorgeous. It just it just looks so good. Looks so good. And I credit, you know, I credit like Billy Joel and and Huey Lewis for getting me into Disney right. because I loved, like my mom always let us listen to the radio growing up, so I loved Billy Joel and Huey Lewis and and all that stuff, the Pointer Sisters growing up. So, so when I knew that they were doing songs in a Disney movie, I just fell in love with it. So, but it's it looks great, it looks really good, and so much better than the old DVD that <laughs> I had. There's a really cool shot that I had forgot about in that movie where. No. I don't. I don't remember the little girl's name that's in the, the movie. Jenny. Is it, Pe- Pe- is it Penny? I thought it was Jenny. Was it Jenny or is Jenny? Yeah. All right. Uh, like when she's playing the piano with Oliver, mm-hmm. and it's like this. It's almost like this rotating shot, like like um, like almost like on a dolly. Oh, on and, the piano, like on the it, piano with Oliver jumping around. Yeah, it's almost like they mixed like CG a little bit with that, and like it pans out, and then it comes out through the window. Yeah. I, I almost wish that they didn't need to do that cut there, or like where it comes out through the window and then they cut and it's a little bit farther out of the window. Yeah. I almost wish that it could have just kept panning out through the window. That would have been. But I, I remember when I watched that at, again a few weeks ago, I thought that shot was really cool. Yeah, because what did they do? Compute. I know computer-wise, Fagin's trice trike was was done in the computer. It was one of the first things. It was like with the the they caps. They used it. Yeah, they used it in Great Mouse Detective with the clocks, but yeah. then this one, they did it with. Fagan's trike, and they used it. I think it was like Dodger's glasses when he was looking in the TV. They used it to do his, you know, the the static. Yeah. I think, and I'm sure. I think they used it with Sykes' car too. So it was. They did it with. They only did it with like inanimate objects. You know, they were still kind of testing before they went into, you know, doing it with backgrounds and 
and all that stuff. But, and if but you, yeah. If you watch Rescuers Down Under, that's the first Disney movie where Pixar is credited as working. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It, I love that. It, it shows like maybe like five or six people says Pixar, and then it's like six people. <laughs> I didn't know that. I love that movie too. But yeah. but yeah, so so uh, Oliver and Company, good stuff, beautiful. And I went to get a couple other ones. Like I wanted to get Robin Hood because that's another one of my favorites. And Target was out of that and Sword in the Stone. I was like, no. And what's weird is that Oliver and Company they didn't do digital copy for for whatever reason, even though oh, they yeah. did one for Sword in the Stone and that's Robin it. Hood and Return to Neverland. Because people don't think of like I people consider you know Little Mermaid the start of the you know the Disney Renaissance. I consider Oliver and Company the start of it because it brought the musicals back because it was an actual musical, which people forget about. But. Yeah, it's almost like a transition movie because it's like the end of yeah. the Xerox era and then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's right. so good to hear that Target that that people are snatching uh, the, you know they're snatching up a uh, sword in the stone that or target yeah. just didn't get a lot of well classes. we're in, I'm or, in a yeah that's true prime or if her target just forgets to put stuff out on the shelf they a do. lot they do and pre- being where where i am it's there's i'm like in a central location for everyone the fans of people oh, yeah. that want those movies so it's kind of you know so it's hard like i remember when princess and the frog came out i had to go to like four stores to find it on the the full the 3d digital cop or not 3d but just digital copy blu-ray dvd combo was i had to go to like four stores to find it when it came out that day well yeah so albert company yay <laughs> yes yes and now we go to the end of the world yes, yes. my recommendation is not animated <laughs> But no. it's just so But it has awesome. CG effects in it. So. But it did. It, it was good, though. <laughs> it was good. Um, the World's End, the Edgar Wright movie, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Both mm-hmm. of which who have done voices in the Ice Age films. How oh, have they? Oh, they yeah. did. That's right. Simon Pegg did one in uh, Dawn of the Dinosaurs, and Nick Frost did one in Continental Drift. Technically, I guess they say Simon Pegg did one in Continental Drift, but all they did was use, like, a... Like a little, like a little snippet of something from Dawn of the Dinosaurs. So, oh. <laughs> but yeah, they still credit him as being in that too. So. Nice. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Well, back to World's End. <laughs> yeah, World's End. It was really, really funny, really ridiculous. Um, Mark, you saw it. Courtney, did you see it? Yes, I did. Um. Oh my goodness, I was not expecting where that movie was going. Like, I knew where it was going, but then, I, I don't, the way they did it was so interesting. It yeah. was, it was just hilarious. Like, guffawing. Like, actual, loud, horrible guffaws of laughter. It was just so good. And I went to the trilogy, so that oh, was yeah, you saw better. all of them together. Yeah, so it was like, I went with fans, like, really big Edgar fans, so. Yeah. Uh, it was so well, great. Here's 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 the question I have for you then. Which what order do you put them in from your favorite to least favorite? Everybody's been asking me that and it's uh-huh. so difficult. It's hard. I know it's hard. It's so hard because I loved World's End, mm-hmm. but I don't think I I I think I have to see it a couple more times, but I don't yeah. think it's it, it's not as good as Sean. Mm-hmm. And yeah. to be honest, Hot Fuzz has a special place in my heart yeah. and that's yeah. my favorite. I know. I, I think I am in a total agreement with you, whereas I would put World's End last. Not to say that it's... But again, we've only because seen it one time. Movie. 
It's a good movie. I would not say it's not a bit, it's not a good movie. It's kind of like all three Star Wars movies. I think are the original trilogy are all great movies, but one of them has to be last. Yeah, one of them um, has to be last. But the but I I agree with you. I don't know if I say I say well, Hot Fuzz is number one for Point Break reasons, um, and shot and no. Shaun of the Dead is number two for Queen reasons. So it's like I don't have a reason <laughs> like. Like, those two, like, I have, like, two things that, like, spoke to me specifically, whereas The World's End didn't have that quintessential, oh, my God, that's my favorite movie, or oh, my God, that's my favorite song kind of kind of moment. Like, it yeah. didn't have one of those moments for me. But the WTF thing kind of was uh, <laughs> Oh, my God. my favorite, because I have a friend that I say that to, I taught him what that meant. He's, he's older. He's, like, I don't know, he's, like, 65, uh. 70 years old. And I taught him what WTF meant. Like, he didn't know what it meant. So it's this ongoing joke with us. I <laughs> so liked the that fact, movie. The fact that Martin kept saying it over and over and over, I just started laughing because we have that as a joke. Because I got him for Christmas last year. My friend, I got him just, um, he's a coworker, and I got him post-its that say WTF on it. <laughs> I, I like the line of the movie. He's like, what the F does w- WTF Yeah. What yeah. does WTF mean? <laughs> Oh, and also, also, uh, my favorite, I think my favorite, lo- like, single line from the movie is Let's Boo Boo. It's oh. my favorite. Oh, absolutely. I'm putting it's that my... in rotation. Yeah, that's, I just tweeted it, actually. <laughs> just hashtagged it. So it's, I, and somebody said, I'm really surprised that Let's Boo Boo hasn't been trending yet. People were saying that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, over the weekend, so. I can't, I can't remember the entire part of that, but that's, uh, A Summer's Dream. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a. It wasn't it from like a poem, and yeah, they were. A summer stream. What was the name of it? A summer stream. Summer stream. They explained it very quickly, so you don't. I'd have to watch it again to fully. It was something like make, uh, make haste by the way of a bear. Yeah, and then it was a bear, and then let's yogi, and then. The yogi and boo boo, and then let's boo boo. So you're saying we should go? Yeah. Let's boo boo. It all comes back to Hanna Barbera, Mark. It all comes back to Hanna Barbera. Yeah. See, there's animation references in the movie. Exactly. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the movie. I remember uh, I, the way that I was introduced to those three guys was interesting because the first time I ever went to England way back in 2004, uh, I had saw posters for Shaun of the Dead like all over the place, and I had no idea what the heck it was. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I thought it was like a poster for like a uh, like a parody like musical that was playing oh, yeah. somewhere in England. <laughs> I didn't realize it was a movie. <laughs> And then, then when I got back to the U.S. like a, a few months later, they were actually playing it in a, a theater near me. So I was like, "Oh, that's what that was." So I went to go see that, and there's like one other guy in the theater with me, and I mean, the movie was awesome. And then I remember when Hot Fuzz came out, I, then other people actually knew who they were and whatnot. So I went to go see that with somebody, yeah. and then I was lucky enough to go see World's End like the beginning of August at a dance. Yes, meeting, we so were all lucky. Like, Lucky, lucky. I wanted to go to the trilogy thing too, but couldn't afford to go because I mean, you got that. You got that. Did you get a, a shirt with the? No. Maybe that was only AMC. But yeah, that was only AMC, and that was like way pre-order. Yeah, you got like the Golden Mile shirt and. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Although I guess if you went to uh, what was it, the Arc uh, the ArcLight in, yeah. in yeah. California, they have um, costumes and stuff from Sean. Hot oh, fuzz, really? and then they have the signs from all twelve pubs, and some other stuff there too. And I think at the AMC Century City, 
where yeah. they in California they they did the trilogy thing and uh, Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg, and Nick Frost were actually there. Oh my God, kill me! To do like a Q and A. Wait, I have a question though. Because Jenny, you've seen Sean a lot. I know you have. Were any of the bars modeled after the Winchester? Uh, no. Somebody was wondering if one of them was. They're like, was that the Winchester, or was that just it? Just really looked like it. No, none of. They none of them did. They weren't specifically because I was wondering if they would have because it was a bar thing. I was like, they ha- there has to be some Easter egg in there that I just didn't. Maybe see. there is, but I didn't notice. There anything. has to be, or there's, or there's the guns over the over the bar. There's got to be. There's got to be in. It's got to be in there. There's no way Edgar would have. Or had, or had uh, maybe the same actors that they had working at the, the Winchester. Yeah, there's got it's got to be there. I like how how awesome the writing is for that movie too. All the the pubs. Mm-hmm. are foreshadowing the the names of the pubs are foreshadowing of what happened in that pub. yes that's true yeah so like the first first post is obviously the first place to go to and then the old familiar without really giving anything it looks exactly like the first place and then <laughs> yes yes <laughs> i know so, um, i need to re so i need to rewatch it obviously obviously i'll see it i'll see it again i don't know if i'll see it again in the theater but i will definitely see it again um no my friend chris had never seen any of them and he did the trilogy he hadn't seen any of them, so I'm really, I'm really want to ask him what he thought, because seeing them all at the same time, that's got to be. I mean, I'm sure he right. has a favorite for a whole different reason than we have a favorite. Yeah, I definitely want to see see the movie again. That's good. It was fun though. I mean, if you guys enjoy Edgar Wright's any of his films, you'll you'll have a good time. Scott Pilgrim. They were very much in the same vein. Yes. <laughs> and films. Martin Freeman. How can you how Martin can you not Freeman. like? More Martin Freeman. Mm-hmm. Sure. Hobbits. I liked I liked what they did with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, where they kind of changed it from Nick Frost being the the you know like the Ophi one. Ophi one, and then having Simon Pegg be the straight man. Yeah. Yeah. Switch yeah. them around. Mm-hmm. That was good. That was good. So good. I loved it. <laughs> uh, I'm the king. Uh, I don't think there was anything at the end of the credits either. So, oh yeah, we didn't stay. No. Oh, Edgar Wright tweeted. Uh, what did he tweet? He tweeted, "Don't forget to stay till after the credits for World's End. You're gonna, you're, um, it's the best scene in the movie. The ushers sweeping up the popcorn." Oh. <laughs> okay, so I was, like, I was gonna say wife. I stayed until the end, and there wasn't anything at the end of them. Yeah. Oh. It's so good. Fun stuff. And I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen Kick Ass yet. That's. That's next. Oh, the second right. one? Yes. Yeah. That was good as well. Yeah. Good stuff. So thank you guys for coming on again today. Appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having Thanks. us. Thanks for having us on. This is fun. It's our first guest podcast ever. <laughs> Together, yeah. We have like five that want to do this with us, but we just haven't done it yet. <laughs> All right. I'll Thanks. talk to you guys later. Thanks for having us on, Mark. No problem. Thanks again. Thanks, Mark. All right. Bye. Bye. Talk to you later. That's our show for today. Uh, don't forget you can follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at Mark Vibbert, 
M-A-R-C, V-I-B-B-E-R-T. Or you can also follow our show at Animated Podcast. Where can they find you, Stanford? I'm on Twitter also. It's at Stanford Clark, S-T-A-N-F-O-R-D-C-L-A-R-K. And you can also find our, our guests, uh, Courtney and Jenny, on Twitter at either Corwill, which is at C-O-R-R-W-I-L-L, or Mocha Cups, or you can find their podcast at Media Fondue. Uh, and then you feel free to email us at animationfascinationpodcast at gmail.com. Visit our site, animationfascination.wordpress.com. We're uh, right now working on something special with that, so stay tuned and keep your ear to the ground for more info on that in the near future. Uh, and you can also like us on Facebook and join the almost 500 people that have already done Yay. so. Right now we're at 499 likes as we record this we need one more and then we'll we'll hit that 500 mark finally uh yeah so thank you everybody again and if if you guys enjoy our show make sure you go to itunes give us a review an honest review of what you think about the show so we can improve and that way it helps to get the word out about our podcast and more people can check it out as well too uh so i'm mark Piver for myself uh matt quest who can make it today our Guest host, Mr. Stanford Clark, and our guest contributors, uh, Courtney Williams, Jane Ferreira of Media Fondue. Thank you for listening, and make sure to tune in again next time, guys. Thanks. Mark runs a respectable podcast, Courtney. We have to make sure we stay on point. No, we don't. That's the fun <laughs> of it. That's the fun of it. No, no, no. Really funny. Yeah. But yeah, if you guys... Yeah. Bang at you. What? I laugh at you, Courtney. I haven't talked. I haven't like actually spoken to you in a while. Actually, I know we're falling so behind. <laughs> it's really sad. Regular Nickelodeon used to play Legends of the Hidden Temple at like five in the morning. So. Uh-huh. Oh, and it makes me sad because people here, I mean, people that work at Universal see like old Mac all the time. I guess he's just in one of their storage. Huh. stages and he's just in there like in the back and i'm like that makes me so sad i'm glad he still exists and it's not just like... yeah i think he i mean i think he's like way he's like way back there but they've seen him before he's I mean, he's like the ark of the covenant he's like getting yeah. dusty in a warehouse and you know what they could do that would be i was thinking about it not that long ago it's like that could be an interesting movie legends, legends of the hidden temple that could be a very interesting movie if they did Ooh. it the right way they yes. did it. They'd probably do it as a Nickelodeon t- made-for-TV movie. Yeah, no, I wouldn't want it like that. I would want it more, at least, a, not adult. I won't say adult, but more serious based. Like, comp- I mean, the competition thing between 
explorers or whatever. It could be interesting. Well, well, or they actually I mean, got turned into blue barracudas and purple Well, monkeys. or even <laughs> anime. I mean, even if it was animated and they did, went that way, that would kind of be awesome. <laughs> that would be neat. Red well, I feel like it would have like the air of Lara Croft, like the yeah. Angelina Jolie's and yeah. uh, Lara Croft. Like serious, but not really serious. But you think yeah. it's serious, but when you think about it, it's not that serious. <laughs> Mix it with national <laughs> treasure. It isn't. Yes. Olmec, exactly. that, that voice of Olmec, though, is just so oh, so iconic to our generation. 